And hello, and welcome everyone to the comic multiverse where the worlds of nerd meet. We're your favorite comic book podcast, the one that's not going to choke you on the streets of Rekrivik. <laughs> and we never will, even if we thought about it. And even if you ask, we won't. Even if you ask, we won't do it. Because, you know, c consent is important to us, but choking is not our thing. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe it is, you don't know. <laughs> how, I don't know. How, how, I don't know how how you been, Matt. How has this week under quarantine treated you? Pretty good, pretty good. I'm I'm like in semi quarantine since I'm still working. It's it's funny because like I've been telling people that this quarantine has been like a blessing to me because I've been working more than I ever have before. <laughs> like it's 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 a real feast or famine to people in certain industries that's why we're doing this monday night instead of sunday night but uh hey at least on the upside we we knew all our friends would be around where else are you gonna be <laughs> exactly exactly you ain't gonna be on the streets unfortunately <laughs> not for a little bit at least well well the big rona is going around the big old rona <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, yeah, I got a bunch of work done this week. I made my way through most of my comic reviews from two weeks ago. I'm going to be getting to the point now where I'm going to have to start putting out more interesting uh, from scratch work, like the first episode of Comic Book Would You Rather, our sister podcast. Thank you, everyone who got a chance to watch and listen to that. Much appreciated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I like you, I've been doing my comic reviews. I've been kind of rationing them out as well. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to work yeah, out like how many I've got left to cover like at least this month because we're not getting any new comics for at least a month yeah thank uh thank god uh what is it harley quinn came back uh <laughs> on television well on app you know a month after season one ended because boy that was good for my channel and i loved being able to have that content <laughs> <laughs> Also, thank God for that uh, Batman digital series, which we yeah. were all super excited for anyway. Yeah, no, I wasn't. I knew that was coming out, but they mentioned like all the comics weren't coming out digitally. And I assumed it might mean that as well, even though that was strictly digital. But it came out and it was great. Mm hmm. Just what we needed. And again, if you look at the sales charts for it, it was that at number one, which it probably <laughs> wouldn't have gotten number one were it not for everything else getting delayed at X-Men number nine from the week before right <laughs> under it, which made me think, wow, how big is X-Men? And also good for you, Paul Dini and Kevin Altieri. I'm glad you guys got to have the number one comic. Yeah, well, that's the thing. Like, even if if that Batman comic wasn't number one, the other, the the ongoing Batman would have been number one because that was the first punchline issue. Oh yes, the big, uh, much much appreciated punchline issue. Yeah, that has fifty dollar variants and oh. and whatnot. That all got probably cancelled. Lich, uh, Lich Lord Chris just complimented my shirt. Yes, you can get this on the Cape Joel T Public Store <laughs> right now. Yes, I wear my own merch. It's a pajama shirt. I've been in my pajamas all day and didn't bother <laughs> to change for the show. <laughs> so sue me you don't even know if i'm wearing pants right now and you'll never know <laughs> let that be the mystery that lasts you forever and also uh, mr patterson there caught the show live for the first time so hey cheers to you glad you could make it always nice when that can happen right yeah yeah so uh man you know it's it's funny 
uh, with all the free time I've had, you know, we're talking about how we're working our way through our videos, thinking of videos we're going to have to make next week when the time is off. I, I, I really, I, I'm really getting almost like Uncle Scroogey to all these people who are like, oh, I've run out of shows to binge and everything. And like, oh, what am I going to do with all this free time? Man, I wish I had free time. <laughs> Every, I, we, we still have to work as YouTubers. It's a hell of a thing. Yeah, it's, it, it is. But as well as like, I've, I've kind of seen a little bit of an uptick as well, especially because I, I, I obviously been putting out uh, comic reviews that are like, like weeks old at the moment. And usually I get people complaining about that because it's not Same. new. And I did have, I did have, I did say people would complain why there aren't new, new comic reviews on my channel. And I got those comments and I, I told you I all, did not I told you all, um, but you know, I've seen an uptick with people actually liking it. Yeah, that's uh, I noticed that too this week as well. I, I I was looking at my phone. I wasn't ignoring you, Matt. I actually had a list of shows I planned to binge that I never, I either never got to finish or got to the halfway point and had to stop. Mm -hmm. uh, Ray Donovan from this season, I got to mm, finish. Yeah, I got to do that. that as well. It's it, it ended up being the last season, so now's the time to do it. I'm watching that show with someone, which makes actually getting around to watch it difficult because I got to be like, okay, how are we gonna watch this together? <laughs> uh, the Witcher that I never finished. Oh, oh, you never finished it. I never finished The Witcher. I know, right? That's probably the one I'm gonna try and watch first because I can watch that one on my own. Mm -hmm. uh, I need to catch up on Batwoman because again, I watched the first couple episodes and then you know fell off uh because of a uh, crisis and everything and also thank you mr patterson there i just saw there yeah. for the subscription a, hey. a bunch of people actually just subscribed i think there was just like a little bit of a lag in the stream chat there for a minute oh yeah yes there was party but oh everybody Gee, jesus thank you, thank you. <laughs> yeah thank you everybody all of all of our favorites there shack and uh, party pug and space lord and everyone else all, all all the warriors helping us out but yeah i gotta catch up on batwoman because apparently it also got pretty good after crisis oh really I, can, I, I hear it got I've watched a couple episodes after Crisis, and I'm, I, I am, I'm like blanking on remembering even what those episodes were about. And I, I, I guess I just have higher hopes. You know, I'm gonna try and <laughs> stick that one out. And I mean, it's not like it's not like I have any other of the CW superhero shows to catch up on. So you know, yeah, that's a good one. Uh, that new Ducktales show, I heard good things about that, and because I finally have the Disney Plus app now. The oh, okay. third season of that just started, and apparently they brought in that universe's version of Goofy, and apparently Goof Troop and the Goofy movie are in continuity according to this universe. No, oh, jeez. Yeah, which is a Disney afternoon fan. I'm like, wow, you brought in Gummy Bears, you brought in Darkwing Duck, you brought in Gargoyles and made all <laughs> these things, you know, canon. I got to check this out, even just as a canon junkie. And lastly, uh, Watchmen, which I never even watched the first episode of because I told you that guy on Twitter was being an asshole to me about not watching it. Yeah. And I'm like, well, to spite you, I'm not going to watch it, period. But I put that it's... way at the bottom of my list. I, I liked the, the last couple of episodes more than the first three. The first three, I feel, are, are kind of like a bit slow. And so they're, they're, they're good and everything, really well shot and everything. But like after that is like where it starts to sort of pick up. Like the episode where it's mostly like a flashback to like like hooded justice and all of that that's what i heard that it actually gets quite good by the end oh and i guess my hero academia too i promise people when i run out of <laughs> comics i'll finally talk about that show so there you go <laughs> i kept telling people i'll get around to it i'll do it at some point i guess a pandemic finally twisted my arm <laughs> to make me do it <laughs> 
wow, Joel talked about My Hero Academia and all it took was the end of the world and the collapse of Western civilization. <laughs> <laughs> imagine, imagine what else we could do. <laughs> Uh, but, uh, yeah, I guess with that out of the way, now that people know what I'm going to try and be binging, are, uh, are you trying to binge anything at the moment, Matt? Yes and no. I, I, I kind of, I kind of, I kind of watched, uh, uh, Tiger King again. Um, I, I heard that. Did, but, did you hear apparently they're coming out with a reunion episode? They I got did, that yeah. Um, but on top of that, I like found myself looking, trying to find like other kind of crazy kind of document terry series mm. sort of thing and i found i found it's a movie that i think hbo produced it's called tickled oh do tell um so it's 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 it started it starts off so like simple it's just a new zealand uh journalist who just wants to who found out about competitive international tickling like competitions <laughs> and he wanted to like like learn more about it and it he led it it led him on this huge like rabbit hole of like it's like one of the most uh toxic uh communities out there and it's all run really? all run by like this millionaire who has a tickling fetish it it's it i, I don't want to spoil it for you because you've got to go find this it's just insane it's absolutely you, insane you, you... You you sold me at toxic tickle culture and millionaire fetishes. Oh, dude, I, like I'm already in. it was it was insane. They they like they were like trying to like um, uh, cause legal action with this guy when he was just he was just like trying to like find out about it, like what it what it's all about. And they're like sending him legal documents, which all turned out to be completely fake. And like they were trying to like uh, ruin his his marriage and his life and wow. all this sort of stuff. And I'm like, holy crap, that's insane. There's a there's another documentary that's reminded me of. Someone recommended it to me, like you're recommending this to me after watching Tiger King. I think it's called Stubtown. It's either called Stub or Stumptown or something. It was a documentary from the '80s about people in like Appalachia who willingly cut off their arms so they could collect like uh, insurance money oh jeez <laughs> yeah and the whole weird subculture around that and like how the dude went to just do a documentary about this but it became like a documentary about something else completely about all these just crazy people oh jeez Tevia, Tevia just asked to have uh, we seen Tiger King. Yes, Tevia, we did a whole episode last week talking about it. You were here. <laughs> I I know you were here, Tevia. I know you've seen it. <laughs> uh, oh, we, we, we love Tevia. <laughs> uh, oh, uh, someone in the chat, too, mentioning Westworld. Yes, I've been keeping up with Westworld. Yep. And yes, that last episode was bonkers. It was. It was pretty damn good. How good was that fight scene? Which one? Uh, what is it? Uh, Dolores and the guy. And Stubbs, yeah. Yeah, that was that was pretty fucking good. I like that one. Yeah. A lot, 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 lot of big kicks and fancy dresses and <laughs> eyes wide shut parties, which, you know, I'm always a fan of that. <laughs> you know what I'm less a fan of, though, Matt? Our first topic this week. <laughs> Man, you know, I was really worried when there would be no new comics for like a couple weeks and we'd have nothing to talk about. And, you know, we'd really have to scrape the bottom of the barrel. But, you know, a new a new champion, a new hero came in and that hero's name was Ezra Miller, who video has surfaced of him this week of him just choking the shit out of a lady fan and not just like choking her a little bit, but choking her down to the ground. Yeah, th Thank God he assaulted this woman. Otherwise, we'd have nothing to talk about. <laughs> 
we have nothing to talk about. I mean, he really he really did it for us. He did it for the culture is what he did. <laughs> Choking this fan. Uh, the, the video is very short. It's only like five seconds, but you can gleam a couple things from it. One, they're not in America. I think someone said they were in a Reykjavik, Iceland. Yeah, which Iceland. I'm which I'm going to guess he's probably not in Iceland right now. So this has got to be an old video. I'm guessing. Did, did they film one of those Fantastic Beast movies in Iceland? I can only assume. That or he was just there partying or something. Because that's the thing. I think apparently it's at like a, a club or a bar or something. He sounded drunk. He sounded mm-hmm. real drunk on the thing. Hey, you want to fight me? And apparently, yeah. Yeah, that's what happened. <laughs> and like at first you think like this is too silly and he's too ridiculous. That ca- this can't possibly be real. But you know it's real when the guy behind the camera, bro, no. <laughs> <laughs> and And the fact that like... Uh, apparently the video is actually being investigated like properly investigated oh wow because yeah because the lady involved obviously never came forward or anything but again that you could easily chop up to like okay how much money is this going to take to make this go away (laughs) (laughs) that this crazy celebrity just choked the shit out of you i i also had this other idea on twitter i'm like huh Ezra Miller prone to choking people, huh? And fits of rage when intoxicated. Is that is that why so many directors dropped out of that Flash movie? <laughs> Was he getting violent? Did he choke out Rick Famuyiwa? <laughs> Again, I don't think you know that this is you know too much editorializing or anything. Or I'm like, oh, so he gets a bit of a temper when he drinks. I guess he's hard to work with. Yeah, maybe that's why that movie keeps losing directors. <laughs> why it keeps or, getting pushed back and why he decided to try and write his own script. Exactly. Again, the writers are like, nope, don't want to do this no more. Which, again, hey, here's another theory. Maybe that lady wasn't actually a fan. Maybe she had the next script for the Fantastic Beast <laughs> movies. And he's like, no, no, not going to do another one. <laughs> that last one was so bad. Or... Here's another thing. Uh, maybe it was uh, Thawne traveling back in time to try and kill him when he had to defend himself. Where does this whole incident fit into the Snyder Cut? Like, where does this yeah. go into the film? Yeah, where, where in the timeline is it? See, that's what it actually is. He didn't actually choke this lady. It was just, you know, real, <laughs> real embedded marketing for the Snyder Cut. <laughs> No, you know what she probably said? The lady, it wasn't, I want to fight you. She probably said, Grant Gustin's a better Flash. Fuck you, no, he's not. (laughs) Would the real Flash choke you? Probably not. (laughs) Oh, man, we didn't get to talk about this, but did you see, I know you did on April Fool's, both, uh, what is it, Honest Trailers and the HBO Go uh, Twitter page both had a go at the Snyder Cut. Yeah, people were not upset forgoing the fact that it that it was April Fool's and not really realizing it. No, you know, those, the, those Snyder cultists, they're not well known for being, you know, incredibly <laughs> fragile and easy to rile up or anything. But I love that HBO considers them as much of a joke as anything. <laughs> Oh God, but I don't know if it was from the Honest trailer or from a comment I read later on, but it's like, yeah, the Snyder Cut, it's the best movie ever because it's not real. You can literally imagine anything you want in it. <laughs> yeah, so it is the best movie ever. Absolutely. And again, too, you know, that's that's how April Fool's jokes should be done, not just, you know, lying about things, especially in this age of coronavirus. <laughs> That they can just go and be like, now what's the easiest group that we can make fun of? What's the warm fire we can all gather around and warm our hands on? 
And the answer is people all these years later still asking for the Snyder Cut. That's one. Yeah, five or something years after. Yeah. So uh, how much blowback do you think Ezra Miller is going to suffer from this? Do you think this finally puts an end to that Flash movie? Do you think they're like, well, we recast our Batman already, so why not recast well, our Flash? Well, it's not only that. Like, like Flash was actually meant to start filming before all this coronavirus stuff, apparently stuff mm. happened but as well as like um because we also got like marvel announced their new movie slate and it would be opening a week before captain marvel 2 Mm-mm. so it wasn't going to have its or- that original date anyway so it would have had to have moved anyway so again right, right. it had to move release dates after moving i don't know how many times um, i don't know what's a more cursed movie this or new mutants i well, at least well, New Mutants has been made. Yeah. This hasn't. <laughs> I, I mean, we think it's been made. Until I see it, I won't know if it's It's just really the trailer shots. The trailer shots have all, all been made. That's it. I, I keep waiting for that movie for the director to come out and be like, all right, everyone, uh, I, I, I didn't do my homework. I lied about there being a finished movie. I'm sorry. <laughs> Yeah. That, that that's all the movie's gonna be is just the director apologizing and being like well here's here's the concept art here's what we would have done do you want to see that trailer footage again <laughs> that's what i keep thinking but uh man i i sure hope next week that uh some member of the justice league cast assaults somebody so we can have something to talk about <laughs> yeah yeah up until this ends everyone from that cast is going to assault someone yeah, where's uh, where's Ray Fisher been in the last little bit? I want him to be like, you know, elbow dropping someone off like a parked car or something. Yeah, well, when's Ben Affleck's Phoenix tattoo gonna kill someone? Yeah, exactly. You know, I want Ben Affleck to you know pick up a chair and smack someone over the head with it. <laughs> what what reasoning? Uh, it's just gonna happen. Henry Cavill won't because he's too busy playing World of Warcraft. Is that what he's doing now, Henry Cavill? That's what that's he. That's what he, he. He's a really big World of Warcraft fan. Huh. And I guess he was a fan of the Witcher. And he almost he, he almost wasn't Superman because he was busy in a raid and didn't answer wow. his phone. Wow, secret nerd Henry Cavill. I like that. Well that's why he's, that's why he was probably a pretty damn good fucking Geralt of Rivia. Yeah, well, good on him. Good on him. So uh, yeah, that's your Ezra Miller update, everyone. I'm sure we're going to hear more about this as time goes on. It's just it's just such a wonderfully insane story. Like, where the hell did this come from? What yeah. what was you know what what was the you know uh, events that led to this moment? Because he seems Ezra Miller like a pretty pretty meek, pretty chill guy most of the time. To see him go from zero to choking. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's 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 definitely strange, especially to come out like now absolutely but you know i uh, i i wish ezra miller would try with me because i think he's like maybe the only guy on the justice league whose ass i could kick in real life <laughs> henry, henry cavill not kicking his ass ben affleck looks like a shaved gorilla in that movie not kicking his ass gal gadot jason momoa not even close to kicking their ass ezra miller i think i could take him. <laughs> he could take him just push him down some stairs yeah i mean he runs like this i would just have to hold my arm out i think i could take him <laughs> Also, I got a big, thick neck. He's not going to be able to choke me easily. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, there you go, everybody. There's your Ezra Miller update. The gift that keeps on giving in this stupid, ridiculous-ass story. Uh, All right, so I guess our next piece of news, which was going to be the top story before this, but I mean, celebrities choking fans always takes precedent over any other story. (laughs) And that is uh, Comics Hub 
this was almost over a week now, Comics Hub came from the blue and said that they were going to be the savior for new release comics. In truth, I had never even really heard of Comics Hub until they said that they were going to save it all. Basically, Comics Hub is like the app that stores use to get preview pages and other stuff. Not okay. every store has it, but some of the bigger stores do have it. And basically, someone involved with the app is like, oh, you know, this is, you know, how we could distribute comics now this could be the big thing that saves new releases and for like 24 hours everyone was certain this was going to be the thing that was going to come on through and get us our new releases then 48 hours after that comics hub said uh did we say that because we meant no because they're 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 not gonna let us we we just kind of said we were gonna do it and now they're telling us we can't do it because I, again, they very they very lawyer speak did, but basically what it came down is certain people weren't going to get paid what they normally got paid, and they'd rather we not do it instead of not pay them. I was going to say they they it sounds like they had a lawyer call in from home and tell them, hey, you can't yeah. be doing this. Yeah, forty eight hours later, that was definitely someone's lawyer. I don't know if it was one of the major companies. More than likely, it was probably the lawyers for Diamond who were like, uh uh, fuck no, you're not even gonna undercut us for a little bit until this <laughs> virus is over. It's feast or famine, all or nothing for us. <laughs> Look, if we gotta go down, we're taking the whole fucking business with us. <laughs> Which is kind of how Diamond, if it is Diamond, again, I can neither confirm nor deny, that's basically what it seems like that someone powerful was going to get cut out of this deal and they're like no 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 it, no 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 it feels like it was diamond <laughs> i mean especially when a couple days after that diamond's like oh we can't actually pay our employees now but guys you've only been out of business for like a couple weeks yeah but we can't though how bad is your business that's the thing i imagine it's very much like GameSpot, where they're like going from week to week yeah pretty much and just relying on those orders on like big books like how GameSpot relies on pre-orders. Which is sad but true. And it's like, you have a monopoly on this. Shouldn't shouldn't you be doing better? <laughs> it should have all the money in the world. <laughs> you absolutely should. And uh, hey, again, you know, you might not be able to buy new comics, but you can still very much, uh, what is it, buy indie comics like our sponsor for this show for two weeks running, uh, Louis Southard and his book, Villain Seeking Hero. Uh, he wrote me an email actually and told me that the release date has been moved up. It was supposed to be April 8th. Uh, with volume two releasing on april 15th now but uh it's been moved up so you can actually get it on the 8th now uh so definitely go and support uh indie comic creators especially indie comic creators who are fans of the show i will be sure to link that down in the description i just thought that was a nice little segue <laughs> that was a good segue <laughs> Yeah, don't don't worry about people like Comics Hub who are fucking up with big ideas when you got, you know, needy indie creators who are still putting out work. But yeah, Comic Hub, this is hilarious. The first time we've ever heard of these people and it's them dropping the fucking ball. I just love that they thought they could come in and and again, it was probably good PR for like that first 24 hours and then Oh yeah. and then they had to admit that they couldn't do actually anything. Oops, sorry guys. And again, too, I guess that's how slow news was for all the major sites where it's like, yeah, we'll write about this. Yeah, totally. Give us something. Yeah. Now, in actual workable news for things that might be happening for uh, your new comics as uh, they come out during this time of pandemic and quarantine, Marvel had a big statement. Surprised they waited this long, but I guess they clearly had to get all their ducks in a row and didn't want to leap before they looked. Uh, they had a statement this week saying that they are going to be pausing 
all current projects and releasing one-third of its May and June titles. Yeah, so that, that's that's both good and bad. It's bad because it's like, obviously, they're going to have, like, weeks there where there's literally nothing. Um, yeah. And does this mean, like, we're going to get it all, like, once this whole thing clears up, are we going to get it all on one day? Are they going to try and space it out? I, I hope they space it out. That would be the smart thing. Yeah, I don't want them dumping it all at once on us, not just because we work in the industry and we got to, like, sift through them, but also just for people out there. Also, one-third may sound like a small amount, but it's really not in the grander scheme no. of things. You're, prob you're probably going to get all your X-Men titles. You're going to get everything related to Empire because it's their big event, everything related to Outlaw, your Avengers, your Spider-Mans, et cetera, et cetera. All the AAA books will be coming out by the sounds of it. Pretty much. And it's interesting that they, they said that they were pausing work and all that. So does that mean they, there could possibly be more time for some of these books to get, like fleshed out more potentially again you know we I, I feel like if we don't work in the industry directly we don't know but i mean obviously the secret is comics are always further along than you think they are because you got to write them in advance a guy's <laughs> got to sit down and painstakingly draw everything then they got to print every copy so that takes a long time to do which is why people are like oh they you know they backpedaled Ooh, they craved or they uh caved to twitter pressure no they didn't this is always how it was <laughs> yeah. gonna happen they're not gonna go back and change a book the, yeah, the, the, the book wasn't written that week and put out, you know, a couple of days after it was written and everything. It was written, you know, six months ago. Yeah, I mean, sure, you, you've heard the joke, stop the presses. We can't stop the presses. Do you know how long it takes to start them again? <laughs> that Simpsons bit. <laughs> exactly. So you knew exactly what I was quoting. But yeah, Marvel has come out and said, yeah, you're going to be getting it. I can understand the pausing too. And like you said, the pausing isn't great news. That's basically like, um... We're not selling anything right now, so stop working on what you're working on because we can't pay you to keep working on what you're working on, <laughs> which is a fucked thing to have to admit. Yeah, yeah. I wonder, too, these comic companies, I can only, again, it's different in every country and with me and uh, Matt being in Canada and uh, Australia, respectively. I wonder, DC and Marvel being the businesses of the size that they are, are they, uh, what is it, eligible for a stimulus package or something i'm not saying like a bailout like what the airlines are asking for but still i imagine i imagine they'd be classed as you know entertainment um so mm. possibly because i know like the obviously in, in america the entertainment industry is getting some bailouts and stuff with like yeah. uh certain companies giving people who who are out of work now in in like like movie industries and stuff or stimulus packages so they might fall under that entertainment bracket mm. yeah I, I guess we will see about that but uh what's interesting about this is that marvel was the first to pipe up about this because mm -hmm. my thought was always like well one of the companies is going to have to pipe up first and whatever one company does the next one is going to have to do to keep pace and keep up with them and keep competitive and everything. So I'm shocked that we didn't a couple days later hear something from DC being like, we're going to do the same. We're also <laughs> pausing and we're also going to put out one third of our books. Yeah. They haven't said anything. They've just, obviously we're not getting uh, new DC books. I think until the beginning of May or at this point we are, uh, that could always yeah. change and they could go for a second month. Um, but I don't think they will because that costs some money, you know, um yeah they they haven't said anything so it's like it's work still going for them 
We won't know, and I guess we'll find out. I, I, another funny thing hit me today while I was thinking about this and typing up news for the show. You know who's probably laughing to himself super hard right now because none of this is his problem for the first time in a long time? Who's that? Dan DiDio. <laughs> he got out just in time. He got out just in time. It's like, what, what am I supposed to do with myself? What am I supposed to do without comics in my life? Oh, well, there you go. <laughs> It's not Dan's problem now, everybody. <laughs> uh, as the chat mentions, too, yeah, a lot of uh, different creators are auctioning artwork and uh, their own personal collections to actually help uh, charities, uh, which is quite interesting and, you know, kind of touching, too, that, you know, they're willing to give. And it, you know, shows us, too, once again, just how symbiotic the comic industry is. The stores need these people. Diamond needs all these other people. And without it, the whole house of cards comes uh, crumbling down. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it's a hell of a thing. Uh, moving on uh, away from the comic news to some happier and brighter uh, movie news. Uh, comic writer Jeff Loveness was announced this week to be penning Ant-Man 3. And I'm excited for that. I love Jeff Loveness. I know you do. Yeah, I, I have to, you know, kind of admit I haven't read much of his work, but you better believe I'm friggin' excited that a guy who writes comic books is getting to write comic movies. And then I also say to myself, why doesn't this happen more often? Yeah, it is. It is very strange that this doesn't happen more often. Or when it does, it happens with people like Tom King. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. I wonder. It's like, why doesn't this happen more often? Uh, apparently, this dude he's worked on other stuff, so like he has Hollywood credentials and everything. Yeah, I think well, he's he's part of like the Rick and Morty writing team. Yes, um, that's right. So so he's got that going for him. And this is this is what third writer Marvel has tapped from Rick and Morty that is that is writing mm -hmm. like either a movie or a TV show. Yeah, it's a, it's a funny show with a really great, really diverse writers room. They got this guy here. Uh, they got what is it? A uh, Wong writing for She-Hulk. Yes, and I and I believe they they also had um, oh, what's his name who who did the touch up on uh, Doctor Strange. Um, oh yes, I think I know who you mean. Yeah, I, I, I'm blanking on his name. I mean, the fact that we know the names of this many writers from the Rick and Morty writer room should tell you what a good writer's room it is. Like, if I asked you, who who's in the Simpsons writer room right now? Who's in the South Park writer's room? You wouldn't be able to tell me. No, no, I don't even know. Exactly, exactly. These guys are celebrities in and of themselves. But yeah, good, uh, good pick. He's a funny guy. I know a lot of people were very quick to uh what is it uh share that uh little panel he did from his short-lived uh nova run mm -hmm. where it's you know richard Ryder nova getting introduced to the champions and all these new heroes like who are you who are you how long have i been gone <laughs> where it's like hey we're, you know what happens when cyclops hears about this i'm here you're not Cyclops. yeah well i'm young cyclops <laughs> old me went crazy on the phoenix and turned into a bad guy and then i came forward in time i hate that sentence i hate everything about that sentence <laughs> me too dick rider me too me too so yeah he seems like a good dude to pen for this you know the ant-man movies i've really enjoyed because even in the you know surefire world of the marvel movies they've always kind of been these fun dark horses they usually come out after the big event story as kind of like a little fun palate cleanser <laughs> paul rudd is just charming as all hell yeah they make a lot of money despite you know people like Zack snyder saying they're just flavor of the week mm-hmm and now it's a full trilogy so there you go <laughs> so that's pretty good i like that 
Oh, Dan Harmon wrote uh, some scenes that's for Doctor one. Strange. That's yeah, that's the one. Oh, see, I'm a I'm a huge Dan Harmon fan because I watch his podcast. I'm surprised I don't remember that, but now it makes sense because in the last season of Rick and Morty, there's a whole scene there where Rick says, "Hey, uh, lab coat, rip off Doctor Strange," <laughs> which is even funnier to know that Harmon actually wrote it. <laughs> Man, uh, it's, it's an interesting time for adult animation. Did you see, uh, what is it, Pendleton Ward, the Adventure Time guy? He's getting a new show for Netflix. Oh, really? Yeah, the the something gospel. It looks trippy as fuck. It's basically just an acid trip show. He's like, look, I'm not making this for kids anymore. And my last show was pretty trippy. This is really trippy. Oh, that's cool. I think Duncan Trussell is the uh, co uh, co creator on it. And if you know anything about Duncan Trussell, who again was on the Harm in Town podcast a lot, I think he wrote for Rick and Morty. I could be wrong, but his thing is always like, "Hey, let me tell you about acid. Let me tell you about expanding my mind, <laughs> the use of drugs." I'm Duncan Trussell. Hey, you know the, that the world is just a whole simulation, and literally that's what this show looks like. It's a whole simulation theory thing. Oh, jeez. <laughs> and I'm like, all right. So everything these guys thought of when they are were high. They finally put into a show yep yeah there's uh there's that uh, what was the other one that's coming out soon uh uh oh uh what is it there was that pilot for that show smiling friends which was uh zach hadel and uh, actually mike of all people from red letter media was in it did you see that i think so yeah did he play an old man in that yes he did yeah yeah i did see that one yes who keeps threatening to shoot himself and i'm yes. like yeah okay this makes sense that uh, that he would a play that character because he has the perfect voice for this sad morose uh, suicidal individual and also like wow friggin zach hadel got to do a show for adult swim this dude was making youtube animations for like over a decade yeah it's it's pretty pretty weird how how things like that work out eh oh yeah uh, roiland is getting another show too i think it's for amazon or something it's about aliens because of course it is of course it is of course it is. What's interesting, I wonder if that show will be as popular because it doesn't have Harmon helping him out. Because I always thought Rick and Morty was as funny and as focused as it was because, you know, Roiland was there to say and do crazy things. And then uh, Harmon's like, okay, I'm going to write this down and put this into a three-act story and it's going to make sense at the end of it. So to see him off the leash with, you know, no one helping him out. Well, well I know he's gone off the leash before because he's done, he did like video games that were very much, yes. very much like what you just described, where it was just like weird and wacky shit. And, yeah, what is it? Trover. Yeah, and from what I can remember, people liked it. Pe people yeah, enjoyed it. Roiland also loves video games and he really loves Nintendo too. That's why whenever you see Rick and Morty show up in video game stuff, it's because Roiland himself is a fan. Yeah, yeah. That's why they have that joke in Rick and, Rick and Morty about like, hey, we can get all these DSs now and we can do this and we can yep. trade them back in for store credit. It's because he actually did that in real life and they're like, well, we're putting that in the episode now. <laughs> Rick and Morty for Smash 2020. Yeah. Yes, do it. It's the most important thing that's going on right now. I agree. What? Why no Cooking Mama in Smash? Cooking Mama should come to the Smash. <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> uh, did you see that? Like, I only caught the tail end of it because I didn't give a shit because it's Cooking Mama. But apparently they put up a new Cooking Mama game, then instantly took it off the Nintendo store. Oh, like, minutes really? later. Really? Really? Yeah, and no one can seem to answer why yet. I'm sure by the time this video goes up, people will have a reason. But yeah, that was a thing that happened. <laughs> but yeah, I just thought that was interesting because that stuff doesn't usually happen with Nintendo. No, no, it doesn't. 
No, usually Nintendo puts up a game and then it stays full price forever because they're the <laughs> publisher and the console maker. Yep. Oh my god. P- p- buying games for goddamn the Switch is just it's like pulling teeth. Like, okay, I want the cheapest option available. Oh, the cheapest option is eighty dollars. <laughs> yeah, full price. Yeah, I'm not used to that because obviously, you know, being a PlayStation owner and you know playing on PC, it's like yeah, things things go down in price eventually. There's big huge sales every yeah. so often. Yeah, sale on a Nintendo Switch game is like five dollars off yeah hell uh what is it sony brought back their greatest hits collection where it's like here's a bunch of really great games that we really want you to play that they're like 25 bucks yeah which is an excellent deal in this economy exactly yeah oh yeah mr elmox saying that some people are theorizing and again this is from 4chan so take of this whatever you will that uh there was crypto mining uh stuff in it (laughs) oh god where i'm like who puts that in a cooking mama game and also how much crypto do you think you can mine off the fucking switch yeah i was about to say on the switch i could understand if it was like playstation 4 or something but <laughs> the yeah. fucking switch oh no my switch is now a crypto mining unit <laughs> yeah how much crypto do you think you can mine? i know nothing about cryptocurrency and even i know you need more processing power than that <laughs> man there's there's a time there where i'm like man should i get into cryptocurrency should i get some of that it seems like a lot of people are getting really rich off it. oh no i'm getting the fear of missing out thing that everyone is using to get people to buy cryptocurrency <laughs> and then it's like well what do i buy with my cryptocurrency stuff on the dark web oh oh i don't want to go there you can buy a child you can buy fake credit cards you can buy fake paypal accounts you can buy all sorts of uh, fake things there on the deep web which yes i know there's a difference between the dark web and the deep web and i know tv and movies don't uh, ever uh, honor that uh, honor that difference no there's a there's a great video out there and i probably mentioned it once before it's this guy it's michael francesi a famous gambino mobster who actually got name dropped in goodfellas of all places uh i I guess he liked he's been out of jail for a little bit now and he's writing books about his life and going on speaking tours so he's on like google and like all those other like you know content factories where they're like we took a real mobster and watched mob movies with him or we took a real mobster and played video games with him one of the videos that was actually fairly interesting is we took real Gambino capo Michael Franchese and took him to the deep web. And it's like, hey, so this is how crime is done now in the digital era. <laughs> and it's just this 70-year-old mobster man who looks great for 70, by the way. I hope I look that good when I'm his age. It's like, really, is that fucking easy now to get uh, counterfeit credit cards? Is this fucking easy now to buy drugs? You just buy it online? Seriously? <laughs> I was out here busting my back forever, and you just you kids just do it on the computer now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much. And how and how do you do that? How's the government not uh, get you with that? Oh, it's all with cryptocurrency now. <laughs> wait, wait. So this invisible money that the government can't track? Holy shit! And that's legal, and you can do that? Yeah, yeah, man. Why did I go to jail for all those years? I remember a while back, I had this idea where it'd be it'd be you'd have to do it do it in like a comic where it's like where it's like not like those level like gangsters like the 80s like 70s 80s gangsters but they have access to like cryptocurrency and like <laughs> internet and everything and ju- just just to see like how it would change yeah like the whole game of it. it's like oh they can't bust us they no rico case for us because all our money's on the internet and no can't find yeah. it yeah, well, I'm surprised no one's done a comedy version of that. That would be good. Yeah. 
<laughs> mad crypto i just saw your joke in the chat cryptocurrency is just dog bones <laughs> i like that you know for crypto the super dog that's when the cops bust you hey are those crypto coins yes crypto the super dog <laughs> well this guy's clearly stupid let's stop dealing with him. <laughs> man you know we joke about that but then again you watch like that new season of westworld and they literally have an organized crime app on your phone yeah the crime uber yeah, get get paid in uh, cryptocurrency. Do small crimes or big crimes? It's crypto cryptocurrency and social standing. That like that's like a funny joke and a cool science fiction thing. But in the back of my mind, I'm like, that seems very likely. Yeah. Although, oh, oh, goddamn, China's already got all that. Like oh, they, really? They have. Yeah. I I I might have I might have talked about this to maybe you or someone else. But I watched this um video about this like. I think he was a kickboxer or a uh, like a boxer over there who ended up fighting one of the Tai Chi guys who who could who said they could like take you down with their mind. You know, one of those guys. And he the, the boxer absolutely like pushed his shit in. But because of that, because uh, Tai Chi is so ingrained in the social standing of China, that boxer right. was just pulled through the mud. Had his social credit score. Uh, taken down below zero which means he couldn't use public transport um yes okay yes i buy do food, remember this. stuff like that yes they have an actual real social credit score yeah. there yes yes in uh yeah wow that is nuts and yes very much like westworld and they're like hey you know a, a meritocracy wouldn't that be good for everyone no actually because it's very easily manipulated mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but yeah man westworld's good it is it's, it's terrifying, people, but good. All those people who quit early on, I feel bad for you. <laughs> and I know lots of people who quit, too. Uh, all right, what other stories do we got going on? Well, I kind of touched on this one, but yeah. DC, the company, donated $250,000 to uh, a comic store charity to try and help some of these places stay alive and stay afloat. And again... That's really nice, and also in the back of my head, I'm like, two hundred fifty thousand. That's actually not I was, much. I was ex exactly the same. I was like, yeah, that's good, but really, two hundred fifty k. Is that it? I mean, I, I definitely feel that's the company being like, we gave all we could. No, really, we gave all we could. We're hurting too. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. Like, I say that, and then I remind remind myself, oh, this is the comics industry. Like, that's probably like quite a bit of money for them. That's generous for this industry. I'm like, 250000 I bet if I got all the comic book YouTubers to kick in some money, we could probably <laughs> do that. I'm, I'm not going to do that, by the way. There's lots of cool new charity cons coming up, and I'll talk about that in a bit. But it's also like, hey, we need to eat and feed ourselves, too. <laughs> Especially, as I said last week, a lot of YouTubers uh, just became the breadwinners of their households. Yeah, yeah that's a hell of a thing but uh yeah so you know good, good on dc for that it's always nice to see them do it this is one thing they've done that marvel themselves has not done although many of uh you know the creative officers and writers and artists and everything have like you know started uh what is it uh auctioning off pieces of their own collections and everything to help you know stimulate the industry and help out people in need and that's always sweet to see mm-hmm mm. <laughs> I just saw a funny thing in the chat there, Amazing Spider-Man, and stay inside and wash your asses. Yes, that is the best <laughs> advice we can give in these trying times. I mean, you should do that, like, anyway. But <laughs> anyway. 
but especially now. You see, look, if I was running for public office right now, if I was the mayor of my small town, that would be my decree. Look, everyone, <laughs> stay inside and wash your asses. That's this is, all I that, can say. That's why Joe Exotic didn't win uh, his run for governor or presidency. He didn't have the, the wash your asses libertarianism down pat. <laughs> should have should have been his uh what is it his rallying cry from the beginning i own a tiger preserve i'm armed and wash your asses (laughs) i'm joe exotic 2020 oh man speaking of joe exotic did you see there uh what is it the guys who actually made his music like uh came out and said yeah he hired us off craigslist and passed it off as his own he didn't even make his own music. i I think it was fairly obvious that he didn't i i know know someone on reddit who worked for him did an ama in the tiger king subreddit wow and and like the oh, first wow. question was like was that his real music and it was like it was not <laughs> at all of course <laughs> i mean of course and then also people were quick to be like hey here's a video of him saying the n-word and i'm like oh well did they did they what what moment did they that's catch like the least the like N-word? worst thing he's done ever it it's like i shouldn't be shocked about no, that no. But at the same time it's like yeah i'm like but well what was the context that he said the n-word is it when they filmed him for like you know forever and ever just for himself no it was in one of his political videos when he was running for office he said it oh oh <laughs> oh okay. maybe, maybe that might be why he didn't didn't win <laughs> you know we, we, we say that but look who did win <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, man, what we're really trying to say is that a reunion video can't come out soon enough. Didn't didn't Jeff Ross interview him from jail just recently? I think so. Yeah, I know. I know he recently got Corona. Yes, apparently he did too. Which now, now, now the Matrix is collapsing in on itself, Matt. Now the simulation is bugging. Yeah, Carol Baskin sprinkled the Corona on his on his on his meal. <laughs> Yes, yeah, somehow, some way, this is Carol Baskin's fault. I don't know how, but it definitely is Carol Baskin's fault. It's like the sardine oil. She just put it on his what? shoes. If you interviewed her, she's like, look, how could I possibly get all three necessary drops of coronavirus into his food? What? <laughs> yeah, we didn't say I it mean, was in his food. I mean, yeah, tigers. Yeah, what about it? <laughs> uh, speaking of crazy things, uh, Lich Lord Chris is asking, hey, what about Gronk and the WWE Joel? I did not watch WrestleMania this year either two nights, but you better believe I watched their two pre-taped mini-movies, the AJ Styles versus Undertaker Boneyard match where a man was thrown off a roof and a house was set on fire. <laughs> oh, and you better believe... I watched night two, John Cena versus The Fiend in the uh, Firefly Funhouse match, which is literally a psychedelic acid trip wherein John Cena is forced to relive his entire career and discover that he was the bad guy all along. <laughs> they should do more like that. I gotta, I, I gotta I, go I, find these and watch them because I've not paid attention to like WrestleMania and all that stuff. Here's the best thing, Matt. You barely need to know anything about wrestling because they either tell you everything you need to know or in the case of the Boneyard match, it doesn't matter because it's two rednecks fighting each other in a <laughs> yeah. graveyard at night. That's all you need and to one know. Guy, and one guy's really old because the Undertaker was like wrestling with Hulk Hogan and he's almost goddamn 70 and he yeah. shouldn't be doing it anymore. But through the power of editing, we make him look super strong. <laughs> through the power of editing, he still tombstones people. Don't mind that yep. crane. <laughs> Yep, that's it. But 
man, he, he is so limited now. I, I can do kicks. I can do a big boot. Oh, you mean the one where you stick up your foot and your opponent does all the hard work? Yes. I can I can do one tombstone pile dropper, but only one. And I can kind of choke slam a guy, but only kind of. <laughs> <laughs> what you don't see is they've CGI'd out all like the cables and stuff that like pull the people into his foot and, and, the, and the brace that keeps his leg up and... Yeah, the, the reason they're fighting is hilarious, too. It's AJ Styles being like, you're too old, Undertaker. You have to stop doing this. It's getting embarrassing. <laughs> and he's like, no, I'm not. I can still whoop you, you youngin'. Come here, you. <laughs> that's that's their whole reason for fighting. <laughs> yep, it's amazing. I, I hope they continue to shoot weird little mini-movies. <laughs> And yeah, chat's right too. Somewhere Matt Hardy's like, motherfucker, that was my idea. And when I worked at the company, you didn't let me do those. <laughs> I had to go work for AEW where hopefully they'll let me do them. Uh, but yeah, what else we got here on the news cycle? Uh, oh, yeah, we kind of alluded to it earlier, but I guess it uh, bears more discussion. Black Widow and indeed all of Disney's major releases, Mulan, that I think was supposed to come out this week, have been moved uh, to November yeah and all those all those scoopers and all those people who are damn sure they're all going to be released on disney plus are, are nowhere to be seen and their hats they must eat oh how <laughs> they eat the hats i mean it's i mean i can understand they want it to come out you know they have a big what will surely be a big release and i'm sure in the back of their mind too they're like look as soon as this thing is lifted people are going to want to go out and they're going to want to have a good time at the movies mm -hmm. and you know wouldn't it be nice if we had a marvel movie ready to go yeah and this one's all pretty much done so yeah put put that out where uh was it eternals was meant to come out where well, yeah also, too, because they moved this one to November, they had to move the whole slate down the line. So now Shang-Chi, which wasn't supposed to be a summer movie, is now going to be a big summer movie release. That should be very interesting. Yeah, uh, Sam Liu on Twitter was super stoked about it, where he's like, hell yeah, I guess it was a summer blockbuster now, everybody. <laughs> yeah, but I wonder if that actually put... Because I, I think they've suspended... I think all of Marvel Studios has suspended production until September, I think. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I wonder if that means like, does this movie now get like rewrites to make it like, I'm not going to say it was more, it was probably going to be full of action, but to make it more of like a, like a summer blockbuster film. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder, or, you know, are they just going to leave it as is? Do they have faith <laughs> in it? I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, I, I really don't know. I mean, I, I'm definitely going to be excited to see it. I mean, especially more now, I'm definitely starting to miss uh, the little things like going to the movies. I mentioned this on Twitter. I miss restaurants. I didn't even go out <laughs> to eat all that much, but I really miss restaurants. I'm so fucking paranoid of getting the big Rona now. I haven't even ordered pizza since all of this has happened. Yeah, I can't remember the last time I had fast food. Yeah, like usually every Tuesday. I would order some pizza so I didn't have to cook. And I was thinking in my mind, I'm like, well, you know, I should really keep that money because I might need it for toilet paper and Clorox. Wipe. <laughs> and then like, look, I don't want to order a pizza and I don't want it to have it be like a drug deal. It's like, look, I'll slip the money under the door. You walk the pizza halfway. I'll walk out to get it. No funny business now. <laughs> no funny business. And again, because I live in fucking rural you know nowhere the woods canada it's not like i can just you know grubhub or diner dash i would love to be yeah. able to use one of these apps to order food but unfortunately <laughs> again everyone in my town still lives in the friggin dark ages 
You have to get it by carrier pigeon or something. You gotta get it by carrier. I need to go out in my horse-drawn buggy <laughs> and wagon and travel three days <laughs> to the nearest Shake Shack. There's no Shake Shacks in Canada. I wish there was. <laughs> to the nearest wing stop. <laughs> now look, put put the put the lemon pepper in the bag, and no one has to get hurt. <laughs> Which, man, it's feeling like the Wild West now. I actually ordered on Amazon several bandanas to help cover my face so because there's no surgical mask. And I'm like, man, we really are going to be like cowboys now rolling into town yep. with masks. Yeah, it's a hell of a thing. Oh, uh, the chat reminded me, too. Space Lord, yeah, DC out of the blue announced a comic that no one fucking knows when it's going to come out now. Our Fighting Forces, which is one of their new 100-page uh, Marvel uh, or not Mar uh, Walmart comics, mm -hmm. with uh, Brad Meltzer and Jim Lee on it. And the thing that was most interesting about it is, you know, who, what war-fighting character are they going to have to, you know, hold down the series and be the poster child? Is it going to be Sergeant Rock? Is it going to be Easy Company? No, it's uh, the Unknown Soldier, the Vertigo character, who <laughs> looks like Hush, but we swear is not Hush. Yeah, that, that that's that's cool. That's cool. It is. It is. You know, D you know, DC has such this untapped potential with all of its old war comics. I'm glad they're finally doing something with those characters. And in the back of my head, I'm like, do Jonah Hex next. Do Jonah Hex next. Do something Western. Do something Western. <laughs> yeah. I'm really surprised they didn't when um, uh, Red Dead Redemption 2 came out. And that was so massive yeah. for like, like a couple of months. I'm surprised they didn't like try and capitalize on that. Oh, oh, I'm sure Jimmy Palmiotti and Justin Gray have pitched several new Jonah Hex <laughs> series. And I'm sure DC has been like, meh, meh. <laughs> but no, that's cool. I, I like that those uh, war characters are coming back. Because yeah. it's funny, you know, so, someone mentioned where it's like, you know, uh, DC does so much better with their, you know, World War II and war adjacent characters. And I'm like, do they? I'm trying to think of uh, what is it, the Marvel equivalent. I'm like, well, Nick Fury... Again, he just survived to the modern era. Captain America survived to the modern era. All their old war characters are still around, just in different forms. <laughs> in one way or another, their war characters never went away. No. Like, Nick Fury was uh, Marvel's answer to Sergeant Rock, but he just, you know, he just kept staying relevant. <laughs> Which is fun to think. Uh, the Unknown Soldier Tevu was a Vertigo character. There's been several versions. They brought him over to the main universe, I want to say in the New 52, and they took a couple stabs at him, and it never took off. No, no one really seemed interested. Well, he, he's a, he's an interesting character, but what makes him interesting is why I know no one wants to write him. He is the Unknown Soldier. He is faceless and nameless because he represents all soldiers and all fighting people. Yeah. Who he is under the mask is not important. It's very, it's very pulp hero. It's very like the Phantom and everything, mm -hmm. or the Shadow and all that other stuff. Where it's like the name is more important than the dude. Yeah, yeah. All right. What uh, what else do we have here? Oh, some Star Wars news that you might enjoy, Matt. In fact, you might actually be able to give uh, what is it a little extra insight to me on this one. Uh, the Obi-Wan show uh, brought on a brand new creator here, Joe, uh, Joby Harland, or is it Jody Harland? Did I write that wrong? Or Harold? I think it's Jody. Jody, okay. No, it, it is Joby. It is actually it Joby. Is Joby. I just, just checked it's... that, yeah. Well, he sounds like a Star Wars character, Joby. <laughs> ah, yes, Joby from the planet Hutta. I remember you. <laughs> 
But yeah, apparently he's worked for some other stuff, and uh, apparently they're hoping he can get the Obi-Wan show up and running. It seems like he's kind of supplanting the last person they had. Yeah, I, I don't know how to feel about this, because his writing credits are, are like kind of all over the place. They sure are. He's written that, that King Arthur movie that Guy Ritchie did that was kind of terrible. It looked good, That's but it was shame. terrible. Um, Can you believe the same people ended up doing The Gentleman and The Gentleman was good? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, he's, he's doing Zack Snyder's new movie, Army of the Dead, which this is a Zack Snyder film. It's not going to have much. <laughs> and he, he's doing a Transformers project. Ah, because, you know, everyone in Hollywood is doing a Transformers project. I'm pretty sure Matt and I are doing a Transformers project that's in the works right now. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. It's about a scooter. It's about Scootertron. <laughs> He falls in love. It's a whole big deal. You know, he has to fight for the rights to marry a human. John, John, John Goodman's going to be the villain in it. Hey, John, good John Goodman would be a good villain. Actually, I just, I just fucking remember John Goodman is in the Transformers movies already. He voices one of the stupid oh, robots. Yeah, no, yeah, that's right. He voices that big, fat, like soldier one with the beard. I, I, I just, oh my god, make, yeah. I was trying hey, to make it's a, a voice, it's a voice. He can, he can play go. a human character. That's true. I was trying to make a joke about, like, you know, what's what's the most random actor I can pick only to realize, <laughs> fuck me, he's actually been in them. <laughs> uh, Kelsey Graham. Oh, wait, no, he's the villain. <laughs> god damn it. Way, way to go, Transformers movies, to ruin all my jokes. <laughs> by having them happen. <laughs> Well, you see, and the villain is played by John Cena. God damn it. <laughs> but, but he's not really a villain because that Bumblebee movie was actually pretty good and Travis Knight actually thought about the story. Yeah, I know, right? Yeah, that was the one good. Okay, Alfred Molina. <laughs> <laughs> is he in the Transformers? I don't know. <laughs> I don't think he is. He's in the new season of Harley Quinn. He voices Mr. Freeze, actually. Oh, that's cool. Very good casting. And Andy Daly is Two-Face. Oh, that's that's really good casting. It's good. They talk to each other for a little bit. They don't get to be funny, but they basically hold up a sign to be like, these two are going to be hilarious later. We tr uh, we promise. Trust us. Oh, that's great. I had to keep telling people, no, I'm not related to Andy Daly, even though we spell our last names <laughs> exactly the same. Just start telling people you are. Just start, just to see what will happen. Maybe you'll be like, hey, he's related to me. Yeah, there you go. Like uh, like Josh Keaton. No, I'm totally related to Buster Keaton. <laughs> and, and Michael Keaton. I'm related to all the Keatons. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, again, this Obi-Wan show, I don't know, man. As we've said before, it's like, does Obi-Wan need a series? If it's as good as Mandalorian, though. Yeah, that's the thing. I don't think he needs a series. I, I think we, we we pretty much tapped on what the character, like, is capable of and, like, the range we can have with him because we've seen him in the movies. And Clone Wars, he was a main character. Don't really need any more, especially when this series was meant to be taking place. He wasn't yeah. really up to much. No, I, I keep saying if they do it, make it on the super cheap and make it no country for old men. Make it like, uh, what is it? Uh, make it like a Clint Eastwood movie, but with yeah. Obi-Wan. Get off my lawn, you yeah. damn Jawas. Un Unforgiven, yeah, Gran Torino, Last Temptation of Christ sort of thing. Just yeah, him, make it just, like... Just a, a disheveled Ewan McGregor in the desert, just wandering around. 
every every old gunslinger movie like don't make me do it don't make me pick up the lightsaber one more time and, and have a scene where there's like a sand i was gonna say rain but i don't think it actually rains on tatooine so it's nah. a sandstorm and he's out there like john wick digging up a hole with his bare hands and inside are his old jedi robes and his lightsaber <laughs> and he's got to do it it's like you're gonna make me be that man again <laughs> I left Obi-Wan behind. I'm old Ben now. Old Ben. <laughs> and uh, and then you work in a young sand person who he takes in uh, under his wing. And, you know, he becomes his friend and he starts mentoring him. And uh, that young sand person turns out to be Darth Krayt. No, Joel, we're not going to do that. You <laughs> no, keep, you that's keep, too convoluted. <laughs> you, keep, you keep pitching Darth Krayt, Joel. You keep pick, uh, pitching Star Wars <laughs> Legacy. But I love it. Let me make Darth Krayt canon. No. <laughs> And somewhere John Ostrand is like, no, please, make him canon. I would love a paycheck. Yeah, royalties, please. Yeah, royalties, please. Look, if Thrawn can be canon, Darth Krayt can be canon. <laughs> Anything can be canon, damn it. How, how would you do an Obi-Wan series that was outside the box, but also, like, you know, not overly tedious? I, I'd probably have to... You'd, you'd have to maybe set it all in, like, he's, he's doing... He's, he's, learning how to become a force ghost from a uh, Qui-Gon Jinn. So it's all set in uh -huh. like a meditation dream world. Oh, that's pretty fun actually. And it's just, it looks like him reliving like things like, like uh, his time with Sabine, um, uh, Duchess Dutch Satine. I mean, um, yeah. Yeah. yeah their names on, are like, too close, uh, aren't they? Satine, Sabine. On uh, Mandalore, stuff like that stuff. He like th that relationship he almost had with her where it was implied he had a relationship where he, he might may or may not have uh broken so, the jedi code a little bit so make it like obi-wan this is your life he's sitting there meditating and like here's here's all the cool shit the movies couldn't show you yeah maybe even like explore that connection with maul yeah a little bit more than what the show did like, oh, connect, like oh, connects I, I... with maul across cross space and time or something yeah, like, oh, I, I feel him here in my force dream. Ooh, we have to have a battle as, like, force ghosts, like uh, Xavier with the Shadow King and everything. We have to yeah. fight each other in the mind's eye. Yeah. Or, again, because this is Dave Filoni, you know, who's involved in a lot of these shows and everything, because, you know, he did Mandalorian and he did Clone Wars and Rebels. Just just let the final shot of this show be the end or that episode from Rebels. Just totally it has steal to be. that. It has to be, doesn't it? It has to be. Yeah, just totally steal that moment because that moment is so fucking cool and no one's going to be mad if you recreate it in live action. No, no, yeah. No one will be mad. Everyone will be super hyped about it. Just fucking do it. Yeah. <laughs> just goddamn do it. That scene is so cool. Yeah, I'm trying to think what else. Because yeah, I don't want it to be a show where it's like, oh, well, he left Tatooine, you see. They had that in the old canon. There was a series of books and it was awful. Absolutely it awful. always bugged it always bugged me when that happened. Yeah. You know what they could do? They could take a page from uh, Red Dead Redemption 2, and it's just him building his house out there in the middle of the Tatooine <laughs> desert for multiple episodes. I, I'd be fine with that. There you go. They play that song in the back and go, build a little house together. <laughs> Doesn't make it, except it's sung in like, in like, Orberish or something with a jizz way over and whatnot. 
Oh, well, there you go. You see, he keeps getting fun guests to come by. You know, like one of the jizz whalers <laughs> comes to help him. Uh, Cy Snoodles is there helping him build the house. Just, you know, all these characters come by. Some Jawas are there helping but, him build but, the so, house. See, right? Cy Snoodles is like uncle. He's drunk. Oh. He's got he's got that lumbago. Love it. Love it. There you go. Because who doesn't want a pink elephant man or a blue elephant man just to hang out? <laughs> who's who, who's the singing lady uh, who they put in in the newer editions, but then she actually got a whole episode devoted to herself in Clone Wars. She was dating Zero. What the hell was her name? Max Rebo. Uh, yeah, Max Rebo. We got to have an episode of Max Rebo where she breaks down in the desert. And Obi-Wan's got to help her and she's like very annoying, but it's like, oh, I'm going to help you. <laughs> Because that's what a good Jedi would do. But I'm not a Jedi, though. <laughs> Don't tell anyone I'm a Jedi. <laughs> you know, she, she broke down on her way to Jabba's palace where, you know, she's going to be the new featured act. <laughs> God, I just remember they did a whole episode of Clone Wars where she, like, screwed over Zero the Hut to Jabba. And that's how she got the job. Yeah, yeah. They, they, they went. Clone Wars is good, but they went into explaining some useless shit in that show. Boy boy do they even that last episode i know we were all complaining on twitter where it's like did they really really in their last season have a whole episode that ends exactly where it started with nothing having I, changed i really haven't liked that arc with the sisters all that much it's not been like for as i said to our friend kirk fm um like this is their last season you think they divert the limited number of episodes they have smartly and yet here we have yeah. like a three or four part arc which is just Ahsoka teaming up with these quite stupid girls. And I mean, I, I get what they're trying to do. They're like, look, here's Ahsoka's walking tour of the universe. The Jedi aren't as good as you thought they were. Mm -hmm. Here's all this, you know, suffering and drug addiction and crime and everything else. I'm like, well, we got that in the first two. You didn't yeah. need to keep doing it. We understood. Yeah, we, we get it. We get it. I, I do love the idea. Ahsoka hasn't been out of the Jedi Order for longer than 15 minutes, and she's already dealing drugs and getting locked <laughs> up in prison and shit. <laughs> That's pretty fun. They should have kept doing that. It should have just been like, how far can Ahsoka fall? Because <laughs> when you fall, you fall hard. <laughs> and then to like plant the seeds too, where it's like, no, but here's Mandalorians, everybody. Here's Bo-Katan and Sabine's mom. We promise the next arc's going to be really good. <laughs> yeah, it felt like filler a lot of filler and, I think, and it well it is too because like as we've seen from the trailer they're gonna bring rex back they're gonna bring her back and they're gonna set up the big siege of mandalore arc because that's what this has all been building to yeah which again it's just like well this really doesn't feel like the end too if that's where it ends it feels like you could easily do another season and take us right up to order 66 yeah well that's the thing i think like siege of mandalore and all that ha is happening during episode three oh is it so like, like well they're like uh, a, like around the ship. around the start of it yeah that's why like ahsoka and all that aren't there and why they're why rex isn't there like they've got right. to go give a reason for why like why rex wasn't like accompanying obi-wan and anakin to uh coruscant and all of that i really hope the final episode is them all hanging out ahsoka and rex and then boom order 66 comes down and we have to see how they got out of it because naturally rex finds out cuts his implant out and so that's why he doesn't go nuts i hope we get to see what brings us to that yeah, moment him and those other ones that uh that appear later in rebels we have we've got to see yeah, them yeah. like escape to that planet they were found on in rebels yeah how how did we get there that's what i want to know yeah 
And, and like, I know it's not that important because obviously they turn out fine and everything, but I want to know what was the deciding factor that he figured out, oh, I better cut this shit out of my head. Yeah, because it's never, it's never really explained, is it? Because we, we had that arc where, where um, they kind of came, came close to like finding out about it. But then like, yeah, and then in Rebels, we get like passing mentions where Rex like, oh, cut it out. Yeah, it was uh, it was fives, wasn't it? And then mm -hmm. they found out like, uh, oh, you know, we we thought he was crazy. Yeah, but really, it was this implant that's gonna make him turn against the fucking Jedi. Yeah, really. He uh, fives knew, man. He knew all along. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, I mean, that's basically all the news that's going on right now. Yeah, the, the, yeah. Surprisingly, that was a lot of news. Yeah, that's way more show than I ever thought we could ever uh, potentially fill up. <laughs> but we did it. Do we? Uh, do we want to take some questions from the chat then to uh, fill up the rest of the show? Why not? Yeah. So yeah, in the chat, everyone. As I answer an important Skype message that just came up right now, and I'm, <laughs> I was gonna pretend like, oh, I'm gonna play it off, like, oh, I'm not doing it, but uh, no, I totally am. <laughs> but uh, yeah, if anyone has any good questions, we'll uh, try and fill up the last couple minutes. Where where are we now? Yeah, we'll do like uh, 20 minutes. Uh, if anyone's got anything. Ooh, favorite Resident Evil game, says Amazing Spider-Man. Cliché as it sounds, probably four, but then again, I haven't played the new stuff yet. Yeah, well, well there's another question there about the Resident Evil 3 remake. I've been playing it. I've been playing it. Um, it's pretty damn good. I really enjoy the things they've changed about it. It's completely different from the original. Um, yeah, and it, a lot of... it looks great, but I never played 2, so someone will need to buy me 2 before I go well, and play it. See, the good thing about oh, 2 is, like, I think, on sale ridiculously cheap on the PlayStation Network at the it's moment. Um, but yeah, this one and 2, I'd play like back-to-back because -back the stories are intertwined. Um, oh. Characters who are in two appear in three because three technically takes place before two and then at the same oh. time as two that's right that that classic resident evil timeline <laughs> yeah no i i really enjoy it i i kind of fucked up though because i started the game on just your standard normal difficulty as any other resident evil and then i like died a couple of times from nemesis because he's mm. fucking hard and more, more aggressive than mr x from what i understand oh yeah oh yeah um and I wasn't paying attention on the death screen, but it came up with something that says, oh, you've died a couple of times. We can set it down to like assisted mode. Oh, really? yeah, and I, I, I didn't see that. And I, I, I pressed yes. And it like set me on assisted mode. And the shitty thing is you can't change this difficulty after that. So I'm stuck playing Aww. fucking game on assisted. And it's, it's way too easy. It's way too uh, fucking easy. That's, that's like whenever I would play Ninja Gaiden. It's like, so we notice you're getting bodied all the time right now. So would you like us to put it down to little baby difficulty, little baby man? Would you like that? <laughs> no, no, Ninja Gaiden. Stop, stop babying me so much. It's just that we notice that you're a little wuss baby right now and that you probably need your bubba right now is just what we're noticing. <laughs> Shut up. I can beat the first boss. Stump trucks are hard. <laughs> But yeah, they, it looks really good, and uh, there just seems to be a lot of joy around Resident Evil right now, because you got like three really awesome games in a row. Yeah, yeah, two and three were really damn good. I'm hoping they do some more. People people uh, don't want Resident Evil 4 to be redone, but I think they should keep the story exactly how it is intact, and just mm. update everything into the new Resident Evil engine, which these last two games, or last three games have been part of. 
Yeah, that actually was going to be my next question, too. There's talk of, like, okay, so they've done two, they've done three. Do they do Code Veronica next? Do they go right to four if they keep remaking these? Because so far, they're making a shit ton of money. Well, first, they should do Code Veronica, because that one's the most the one that needs it, because it never had a like a like a resident evil one remaster on like the gamecube or anything it was just like this the exact same like shitty looking blocky mess that it is yeah, and it's yeah. the weird it's one of the weirder games as well it's actually like it's like where most of like the weird stuff kind of comes from like it's like ants and shit isn't it that's the one with the ants i'm trying to remember i know i don't think are you probably remembering resident evil zero which was about like leeches and All stuff right. like that weird men weird leeches that turned into like some guy who used to run umbrella and everything but yeah number code veronica is like this weird character who's got like a sister and there's like implied incest and oh it, it's all the all the weird shit all the weird shit right yeah yeah th there's definitely some fun stuff they could do with that and yeah i agree i i love four i played four to death but i also don't think four is such a sacred cow that they can't remake it no as well as they've got all like pretty much the the main assets there with leon and ada mm -hmm. and all of that so like basically half done yeah yeah i mean come on you don't want to see uh high res chainsaw man you don't want to see a high res uh saddler boss yeah. fight in uh oh, it'd what be, is it it'd be absolutely terrifying absolutely i'm freaking all for that you don't want to see el gigante or gigante <laughs> i kind of want to see all of that honestly also hey maybe you know uh what is it there's more stuff you could do with it more shit you could add i'd like them to add like the the stuff that was originally going to happen like the airship and like the weird villain that was like an invisible hook man who might have oh, been a ghost yeah. all that so all yes. this sort of stuff that kind of eventually turned into devil may cry devil may cry exactly yeah i uh, i would like to see more stuff with krauser because krauser is one of my favorite bosses mm. and one of my uh, favorite segments in all of video games that's one thing they do with the resident evil 3 remake the ubcs which is like the the umbrella spetsnat sort of thing they they give those characters a bit more uh character basically in this remake you get to get a little bit more time with them nikolai who's like the bad guy who like betrays you and everything he gets a little bit more and everything mm. Oh, that's good. That's what I like to see. Uh, all right, what else do we got from the chat here? Ba -dum, ba -dum, ba -dum. Yes, I did see the uh, Rick and Morty trailer. Yes, it is coming back uh, May 3rd for the second half of uh, its newest season because they're doing the South Park thing now where they cut it all into halves. Oh, I didn't even know if that was real or not because it came out in like April 1st. So I'm like, eh, uh, I'm not even going to pay attention to that. But it's like, if you can believe anything, believe Rick and Morty, because they were the guys who were like, hey, here's the first episode of our new season on April Fool's Day running nonstop, and some <laughs> people just straight up didn't believe it. <laughs> uh, ba -dum, ba -dum, ba -dum. <laughs> Again, we've gotten everyone started to talk about Capcom and Resident Evil, so that's what the whole chat is talking about. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, oh, uh, thoughts on Harley Quinn season two so far? Uh, I liked the first episode. They really blow up the status quo. I am greatly reminded of Venture Brothers. They are putting way more time and effort into story and character than I thought. Maybe even to a little bit of detriment to the comedy for this first episode. Okay, I haven't even started season two because I'm not even finished season one yet yeah i mean it's a it's it's good shit and you know again now you'll be able to go right from the end of season one to the beginning of season two yeah uh are you excited for the final fantasy 7 remake 
Yeah, definitely. Again, I don't know when I'm going to be able to play it because, again, my wallet is kind of spoken for in this pandemic thing. I can't be spending money on video games like I normally would. But yeah, the the first part's supposed to be like 30 hours. Yeah, no, I bought it like because it got released oh, here. Oh, look at you! I got really it got released here like a week ago. Yeah, because uh, I heard a lot of people were breaking street dates when they weren't supposed to. Yeah, so I'm like, oh, I'm going to go pick that up and give it a play before I play Resident Evil. I, I'm enjoying it. I know a lot of people are like, like hating on it. Like, absolutely hate for no reason. Like, people are saying, like, a game that's almost 40 hours long is short. Yeah, I know. I couldn't believe it. I'm like, that's a lot of time. That, yeah, that that's a lot of... It might not seem like a lot of time now because you have nothing else to do, but that's a lot yeah. of fucking time. I think, too, this is like, you know, the straight up, uh, what is it like? Like, you were never going to be able to top these expectations. This has probably been one of the most awaited games in one of the most, you know, like, long-running, passionate series. Can The one thing I, I don't like about it is that it's they've broken it into episodes. Like, yeah. they should have just maybe do the full game. Just, just do the full game. Because I think, like, That's... this first part is, like... I want to say five chapters, maybe ten. Mm. I've heard I've heard varying things where it's five, it's same, ten, same. it's seven, um, and I'm on chapter three, almost chapter four now, and right, it right. it feels like I'm going at like a a quick pace, but I know I'm not because I'm finishing every quest yeah, yeah. and everything. Lots of lots of side quests, lots of side content. It does, yeah. It seems like a lot of side content. I I just love that the game looks so damn good. Like, how can people really complain does. about this when you compare it to the original? This is a complete step up, and it's so damn cool. It is a feast for the eyes. And again, too, you mentioned about cutting it in parts. I mean, that's that's unfortunately modern day Square Enix for you, where it's like, well, we could have you buy it once, or we could have you buy it several times. Yeah, yeah because we're square enix and that's what we do mm -hmm. you you think nickel and diming people in predatory practices is just for american companies <laughs> little did you know we japanese can do it too <laughs> and they did <laughs> someone else saying the witcher spoiled everyone yeah cd project red does spoil people <laughs> it did it did it, it absolutely spoiled everyone and i can't wait until the, the cyberpunk comes out and then people yeah. complain about that as well Oh, of course they will. Is did, did that get pushed back, or am I just imagining things? That got pushed back before all this happened, because okay. it was originally coming out in, like, like April, May. That, yeah, got, yeah. that got pushed back. Last of Us also got pushed back, but then Last of Us got put on hold indefinitely. Yeah. So I imagine the same can be said about those games that got pushed back as well. <laughs> Which, you know what, hey, those are, those are games that are going to be huge no matter when they put them out, and hopefully, you know this you know extra time means they don't have to rush or crunch and that they can actually you know have some time off i'm actually glad because it's because there was that that moment there when like it was like final fantasy resident evil 3 uh the avengers cyberpunk and they're all coming out within like space of weeks and i was like when am i going to get time to even play or f let alone finish any of these but now i got time to finish resident evil 3's final fantasy all that sort of stuff yeah me uh me here trying to save some money and should i fallen back into the uh vanilla monster hunter hole because mm -hmm. i never finished that game and now i'm like going super hard into monster hunter mm -hmm. i i'm in the rotten veil now i just fought my first monster that does bleeding damage and i'm like Oof. motherfucker this, <laughs> this this is a difficulty curve yeah yeah it just goes like straight up <laughs> 
like up until that point, I'm like spin to win, hit him with my hammer, be a wimp, uh, hit him with my bow from afar. That's how I've been choosing to play. And then you fight that big red lizard thing. It's like, oh yeah, you're bleeding now. What? How do I stop bleeding? Crouch. How do I crouch? Eat raw meat. Where do I get raw meat? <laughs> No, I know where to get raw meat, but at that point, I'm like, but I have mega potions. I don't need meat. Well, now you need meat. <laughs> I also, I also, I wrote this on Twitter. God, yeah, there, Lich Lord Chris knows the one I'm talking about. God, God help me too. I started playing Yu-Gi-Oh cards again. God fucking help me. Just, just, <laughs> just drive me out to the woods and put one in the back of my head. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's bad when it's become that that point it's like you're getting yeah. the Yu-Gi-Oh cards out it's like first up why do you still have these <laughs> oh, oh no he, well here's the beautiful thing the internet helped me out on this i i was playing the app game uh dual links which is like one of my favorite things when you know like i gotta go to the toilet or kill mm -hmm. some time on the bus or something because they have a thing where it's like look build your deck then the computer will like duel for you so you can like uh, get your dailies in and everything and have it done super quick to get the in-game currency and you know it's just that like hit of dopamine that i need and then i'm like hmm i haven't done any updates for this one in a bit hmm kind of hit a kind of hit a wall i wonder huh should get back into the get back into the main game there see what's up and then someone said actually there's a whole like online client that you can do that lets you play with all the cards and all the modern rules Jesus. so you don't need to buy anything and i'm like all right time to get into this and then it's like how much did i miss in the game oh they changed the rules every year in fact they changed the rules back in 2019 and then changed them back just a couple months ago because <laughs> people were so fucking mad at it <laughs> Oh, Space Lord reminds us, Ghosts of uh, Tushasima. Again, I can never fucking pronounce that. Tushasima is still coming out in June, apparently. Oh, really? Mm. Nope. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Oh, see, Mielmo X knows exactly what I'm talking about. Yes, Master Rule 5. I had to catch up on like a decade of rule changes. I'm like, what? <laughs> what is this Master Rule 5 everyone talks about? And why is everyone so upset? Oh, that's why. <laughs> <laughs> Tevi also mentions Persona. No, I didn't get Persona Royal because I still never beat original Persona. See, I got very far into it. All right, someone tell me this. Persona Royale is just basically Game of the Year version, isn't it? yes but with some new things there's a brand new party member you get to keep a party member who normally leaves by the tail end of the game and they put in a bunch of uh, new scenes and shit oh so really nothing <laughs> nothing that it's, warrants me paying a hundred dollars again for a game that ne it, again never goes on sale yeah if if you didn't already play it then yeah you could probably just look at all these extra new scenes on the internet but you know persona fans are you know so loyal naturally you know there's yeah, people who are gonna want to get in there because i saw heaps of people talking about it and like raving about it. i'm like okay well what is it is it like a new like game or something and then like i had someone like detail it for me and it's like oh so it's it's literally just a game of the year it's, edition it's you know what it is it's you know how every year they would put out like two different pokemons and then like a year later they'd put out a third one and it's like mm -hmm. well this one has a little bit of everything and it's a little remixed and everything that's basically what it is it's a remix on the original but by and large most of it is the same i'll just stick with my normal copy <laughs> that's fine you know uh, i do want to play scramble though i do want to play like their dynasty warriors looking one that they put out in japan that one looks yeah very fun. yeah that one looked really cool that's not getting released like in western places is it not anytime soon no 
but hopefully they'll get on that. Uh, what else was the chat saying here? Uh, ooh, a lot of people getting very passionate about these uh, conversations. Uh, yeah, Ghost of Tsushima. Talking about how Joker was in Smash. Again, I wouldn't know. I haven't played Smash Brothers. <laughs> Uh, no, I haven't played Doom Eternal yet. Like I said, I'm I'm being a very cheap gamer the last little bit. Can't buy anything new. I've been playing Doom Eternal. It's pretty good. I haven't yeah. I haven't played it as much as I I want to. I keep meaning to get back into it, but it's got so much other stuff to play. Yeah, I know, right? Oh, uh, Party Pug asks, how's the new Capes and Quests coming along? Uh, we were supposed to play not too long ago, actually, but uh, poor Josh uh, had to end up going to the hospital. And uh, I, I don't know if he thought he was sick or what the deal is, but, you know, uh, we, ho we hope he's doing good out there. We're sending him positive, good vibes, and hopefully when he's back and doing good, we can make it happen. <laughs> <laughs> and then I was thinking to myself, I'm like, man, what if I, like, had, like, a game in between to, like, try and, you know, tide people over? Did you know, Matt, out there, someone put out uh, Complete from the Ground Up Homebrew, it's 5e so the rule set for 5e but mm -hmm. instead of dungeons and dragons it's star wars Ooh, okay okay and it's and it's pretty well put together and i'm like i would have to write a whole other game from the ground up but if i could get some people into that you naturally I, you're the biggest star i wars would fan be into I that yes is that because like, like, there is actually like a star wars dungeons and dragons game i i've got it on tabletop simulator i'm blanking on what it's called but it's basically dungeons and dragons but in star wars well well this one is different because it uses you know the 5e math and everything naturally there's been a ton of different star wars role-playing games in fact this one is so far along this dude actually has a character creator and calculator on the site oh nice and it's oh. completely it's completely homebrew and again i'd almost be afraid to do it because i'm like fucking disney would sue the shit out of this man for what he's none of this is legal and above board oh i'm sure it, like he, he he's not is he like asking no. people for money or anything or then no, it's no, just no. like a fan project and then, they're, yeah, they're, they're pretty good with, when it comes to star wars they're pretty good with that sort of stuff with the fan films and whatnot but yeah it, if he started it, including mickey then then he'd have a problem yeah that might be a problem is it's such a fan project too. people have like you know put in stat blocks for every race so like every race you can think of is <laughs> in there yeah fuck yeah even the obscure ass ones are all you can you can be one of the goddamn cloners you can be one of the geonosians <laughs> oh nice you can be all the fucking weird ones and like they, they took like all the D D classes and put like kind of a spin on them where it's like okay so instead of an orc barbarian you're uh you're a wookie berserker is what you are nice. and instead of a nice. fighter uh instead of a fighter you're uh i don't know you're like some kind of sentinel or something so like they've actually you know tried to put like the actual star wars words in there too oh that's cool it's fun it's fun uh what else do we got going on here uh yeah, a lot of people talking about their own money war uh, woes in this time. Totally feel that. Yeah, where where is the Mickey RPG? I agree. You know, where's like the Dungeons and Dragons Disney adventure? Disney and Dragons. <laughs> wasn't there oh, wasn't there like a Mickey Mouse RPG? Like for, yeah, for like Xbox or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. They they had something close to it. Shit, Matt, I feel like we should make that happen. Disney and Dragons. <laughs> oh, oh no, uh, Disneyland's California Adventure has been taken over by monsters. You have to go in and roll to save it. 
Yeah, uh, Epic Mickey is what the chat is saying. Crusader Con saying, did you hear Marvel uh, gave away a bunch of digital comics? Uh, yeah, I think I remember that. Good for them. Wasn't that, yeah, Marvel Unlimited or something? They, like, yeah, yeah. Un- released, like, a bunch of, like, stuff they were going to release. Yeah, yeah. Feels, uh, feels again, kind of like the dealer being like, hey, you know, the first uh, first taste is always free. <laughs> You, you all come back now, you hear, and tell your friends about it. Uh, so, yeah, again, that's uh, that's about an hour 30. That's about how long our show normally goes. Uh, I want to thank everyone for coming and joining us here on this Monday. We know it's a day later than we normally do, but I think we had a pretty good show, all things considered, when we stop and think that there was no new books to talk about. <laughs> no, there wasn't at all, and there won't be any next week. No, no. Here's uh, Maybe next week we can talk about all our new projects that we're working on, because I imagine we'll have to start new projects. Yeah, yep. <laughs> Maybe uh, maybe we'll do more question time from the chat. We'll we'll do stuff, everyone. We promise that you know the show will be good. And if we only do thirty minutes, we'll do another uh, comic book. Would you rather? Also, thank you, Party Pug. Thanks uh, for uh, for the bits. Always appreciate or the cheers. I don't know which one's which. Yeah, as lit- as literal as says, next week we should do a pitch show. Oh yeah yeah yeah. Pitch shows are always good. Yeah. Those are always. So yeah, thanks everyone for watching and listening. Again, if you're a patron, you'll get to listen to this one first before anyone else in both audio and visual form. Uh, big thanks to Lewis for sponsoring the episode. Be sure to check out his link down in the description of this very video for Villain Seek and Hero. You know, let's let's be the comic community that supports each other, especially in these trying times. Because I mean, hey, it's not like you're going to be buying any books from DC <laughs> or Marvel in the next little bit. No, not at all. <laughs> Also, uh, be sure to keep your uh, eyes and ears to my feed in the next little bit. I have actually been invited to a couple of those online Comic-Cons, so I might be doing some panels in the near future. Yeah, yeah. Is it funny? I complained early on where it's like, man, I didn't get invited to any cons this year. Woohoo, Internet cons. (laughs) Go go me, everybody. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, that'll just about do it for us, everyone. Thanks again for coming out, and we'll see you all again next week. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.